Hello, you guys. Happy Monday. Happy new week. Welcome to the pod. Patricia, how you doing on this lovely morning? I'm realizing that we're actually recording the same time that this episode would go live. So it's like, I feel like this is real time, but not real time at all. <laughs> yeah, what? No, I'm doing great. Um, the little man slept from nine o'clock last night till 2.30 in the morning. Like, wow, out, no wakes, nothing. And then slept until six. And then fell asleep wow. until 8.30. So, like, thriving this morning. I just feel like I've gotten so much sleep. Wow, that's great. Yeah. I love that It was great. I, I do love that, except the 2.30 in the morning, because then I was awake, I have poison all over the side of my body, and it was, like, itchy in the middle of the night, and I was like, oh, now I'm awake and can't stop thinking about it. <sighs> and by poison you mean poison ivy right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah poison ivy poison ivy but yesterday i was like on a mission because i was like i mean i think i contracted the poison ivy like the saturday before mother's day so like the seventh and then it started to rash up like nine days later so yeah. wild so i like have no idea where the oils could be on so yesterday i was like washing all of the sheets and blankets and towels oh, yeah. and everything in our mm-hmm. house but I'm the only one who got it. It did not spread to the babe who is like very much touching the spots where their poison is on my body. And I had to like research, like, can he get it from me? Um, Chris doesn't have it, so that's fine. But then I also am in a wedding in a couple months. Well, soon, in like yeah. a month and a half. And I need to get those outfits tailored. And I had to cancel my appointment because I didn't want them being like, Ooh, oh, this is disgusting. Yeah. Like... So yeah. I'm hoping like next week it like looks better so I can go and get that done. Yeah, that's my week. Wow. Okay. One but follow-up he slept question uh, for the mm-hmm. wedding. So Patricia's in this wedding and she has to memorize this very long dance. Have you started the dance? <laughs> no, I have not. And the bride is visiting me this weekend and I told myself I would start before she comes so I didn't have to say I didn't start yet. So I, I literally have like less than, tw- I have like less than 36 hours to start. It's just so hard because, like, I don't know, like, somebody probably has their baby on perfectly great naps by two months. But, like, his <laughs> naps are just still unpredictable. Like, what's going to be a 30-minute nap versus, like, what's going to be a two-hour nap? Yeah. And so I'm just, like, I would love to start during, like, a two-hour nap. But, like, I- I'll find the time. I'm yeah. hoping he's starting to, like, go to bed more at a normal time. Like, the other night we, like, put him to bed and just, like, had the monitor and, like, watched some TV together without him. So I'm hoping he starts to do that, and then maybe I can do, like, 30 minutes of dance prep. Yeah. You got this. You'll yeah. you'll get it done. I believe in you. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Anyway, what's new with you? I mean, you probably slept through the night, but, you know, what's up with you? I did. I slept like a rock through the night. So full transparency, we recorded this podcast yesterday, and our internet connection was off. And it was it was a very, very rough go that we were like, we have to redo this. So coming up yeah. with something new for you, Patricia, that happened in the last, I don't even know how many hours. It hasn't been that long. So I got food delivered last night. I got sushi. I usually do it like mm. once a week. It was marked gluten-free. And when I tell you something in there had to be wrong because within 20 minutes of me eating it, my stomach was messed up. And I've never had wow. that bad of a reaction to something before, but I think it's because I've been very selective, like making sure I don't have any soy, like making sure I don't have any gluten. And I something must have been in there. I know it wasn't dairy, like there was no cheese or anything in it, but my stomach 
it was it was not fun for like a solid hour there until my body was like okay we're good but even if it was marked gluten-free it could be not soy free yeah so it could have been that too because they could have used like tamari sauce which is just soy with none of the wheat added that soy sauce has so which i've been like really i've been like very specific with like the sauces that i allow otherwise i've just been like basic rolls of just like Like rice tuna tuna, yeah yeah, cucumber avocado like stuff like that like no sauces it's fine but i'm telling something in this roll just Mm. it was it was not a fun night but otherwise i mean i did sleep good so that's that's good positive yeah i I have not had sushi since you were here. So it's been almost like two months again. I need that's, to like correct that. That's not okay. I wouldn't be able to last know. that <laughs> I know. It's just, uh, yeah. I, I mean, Chris doesn't like sushi. So I feel like I have to like go out of my way to be like, I want sushi tonight. Yeah. But then I always have to go to a place that has like other things so that he enjoys it too. Yeah. But. Mm. Yeah. While dad was in town, I, have you ever had a sushi burrito before? Yes. Yeah, Dad has never had a sushi burrito, so I took him to, like, a lo- local sushi burrito spot that's got, like, gluten-free markings and, like, all the things, and he was like, what is this concept? And I was like, it's just a thick sushi roll. Like, that's yeah, really all it is. so good. Okay, but that and poke, like, I cannot find poke that has, like, gluten-free markings around me. So if you have that, like, we've got to go when I come visit next, either to sushi burrito or poke. Yeah, well, I mean, for sure, Sushi Burrito Place has markings. I think the pokey place that I go to, I'm, yes, yes, I've got one. Oh, yes, we I've have to. Because, I, I mean, we could go get pokey, and it's just, like, no sauce on it. But, like, who doesn't, like, I need a little salty sauce. Yeah. Even, like, sesame oil or something. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll, like, like, there's one restaurant here that I get this, like, bowl from. And to make it gluten-free, it has to remove all sauces. But then I just take it home and I add my own coconut aminos and it's good. Mm. But I don't yeah. eat it there, obviously. So it's like different experience. But I mean, honestly, whether I'm eating sushi or poke there or at home, like anywhere is fine. Anywhere yeah. at all. I almost made that rhyme because I was reading Dr. Seuss this morning. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to I gotta get out of that. So I'm not like rhyming in the podcast. Yeah. Are you making up your own rhymes at this point? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... So after I change him, we do like a fit check in the mirror and I tell him what he's wearing and he looks so cute. And this morning it was like, he's wearing all the animals in the zoo. I hope you don't poo. Then I'll have to clean up all the dirt that ends up on your shirt. Like, you know, this is what I was saying to him as I was describing what he was wearing because we read Dirtle the Turtle and another Dr. Seuss this morning. So yeah, this this is my life. Oh, wow. So if I rhyme during the podcast, just... You can shame me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to start dying laughing. <laughs> you intentionally just start rhyming. I ask you a question and you just answer in full rhyme. <laughs> my rap career is about to take off. <laughs> oh my God. I can't. Wow. Just like full mom mode. I love it. Anyway, let's dive into the topic of this podcast. Fancy's walking around crying. I think because she, she wants to be outside. So we're just going to ignore... I don't even know if you can hear the pitter-patter or the crying going on. 
But in a few episodes, we've mentioned friends. Patricia's asked me, like, is this person on your dartboard? And we never, like, clarified what the dartboard even was. And I know specifically in the second episode, both you and I said that we're not surprised we don't have some of the friends that we made in college. And I just want to dive a little bit deeper on that. So, Patricia, if we can kind of, like, start there. Just Mm -hmm. I didn't really follow up in that episode of, like, why are you not surprised that those friends didn't last? Yeah. Well, and I think that episode, I actually have two parts. I say the friends my freshman year I made in college are like lifelong friends, Mm -hmm. right? And then there's, I was like, when I joined the swim team, it was just juniors and seniors on the swim team. So, you know, by my sophomore year, end of it, like all of those women were gone and, you know, moving on with their lives. And so I was making new friends of the new swimmers coming in. So I think that was like two phases of friends for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so starting with the, like, why am I not friends with them anymore? Um, I think you can have friends for a season and it serves that season and that phase of your life, whether it's two years, five years, 10 years, like the seasons don't have to be defined by like a season in a year. Yeah. So a lot of my friends had graduated, like good friends, like literally the people I ate with every day, went out with, like just did everything with went to the library with they were gone and so I had to make new friends and I had like my roommate was I was friends with and I had you know a couple people like in my major that I was friends with like at that point I was friends with my now husband we weren't dating but we were friends Mm -hmm. um but I didn't have like that core group of people like that I would go eat with right so it was like phasing in the new that um and I just think we had similarities and that like we had swam together some of us were the same major things like that but we just had big differences in some of our just like priorities and where we were kind of mentally I think there was just a lot of um unhealthy like cattiness sometimes in it um I don't want to say jealousy because I don't want to put in my mind that they were jealous of me or anybody else but I just I think it was a lot of personalities that truly didn't fit together and you were trying to make them fit together because you were on a team and it's a lot of time spent together and it's a lot of like when you're in a sport it's a lot of hard work like practices are meant to drain you and like bring you down and build you up and make you stronger Mm -hmm. but if you're not surrounded with like people that you feel like are empowering that or are like supporting you in that and then like you're coming out on the other side together you could if you come out on the other side like irritated with each other it's not making your team stronger and I think that's the friendships I don't want to say that we're forced but that we're there that we're convenient sort Mm -hmm. of thing that um yeah it worked for the season honestly like for my mental health I think that's the years where I found more friends outside of the team I was swimming on that's where I found like some of my best friends in my major and some of like the people I still talk to today from like the second half of my college years Mm -hmm. it's because those people were more supportive and I think too it's just I love the saying empowered women empower women because it's so true if there is another like woman or or man or anyone in your life like bringing you down they have probably insecurities in the thing they're bringing you down on yeah and you can either have a healthy conversation with them and talk about it or you just need to separate yourself from it. And for me, it was like, I'm just going to separate myself. I felt like I had good enough friends in my life elsewhere that I did not need to try to continue to salvage that re- salvage that relationship. And I just, 
didn't believe maybe some of the maturity was there too. Yeah, which is like fine and normal for something or back to something that you said of like you made other friends through your major and like those friends are still close with today. Mm-hmm. Did you actively seek that out or did it just kind of happen? Like, did you notice that, oh, you weren't getting it in the swim team like you had before and you wanted to build more friends or how did that just like end up happening? I think some of it happened naturally because okay. I like freshman year in the beginning of sophomore year would go to the library with some of like the the juniors and seniors I was friends with mm-hmm. and we would just study together like we were not the same major at all but we it was just somebody to be in the library with like who's going to the library tonight like let's get a room whatever but by the end of sophomore year you're starting to take more focused classes so it was starting to be like you know the same 30 to 60 kids were taking these two accounting time classes like offered so yeah. you kind of knew who you were going to be in class with and then it started to be I would I guess there was definitely like a period of time I was like going to the library by myself but then somebody else from that major would be like oh you're here like let's sit down and like I have a couple questions like that Mm -hmm. sort of thing so it definitely like I distinctly remember a couple times like in the calf at the start of that where people were like hey can I get your number like are you going to be in the library tonight like can we and so it did start to I feel like there was probably like seven or eight of us that kind of had like a core study group that like there'd be two to four of us in the library at any times that you could just like pop into a room with or like we'd be like hey we have a test on Friday like let's get together and study or I have you know that sort of thing um and that's how that kind of naturally happened but I think because I had a little bit of that alone time it helped that naturally happen I think if I was surrounded by other people that might have not happened because those people might not have approached me I would say I was a little more insecure in approaching that I definitely, this is going to go back to like high school for me a little bit. And I was about to preface this, but I will not preface this (laughs) since the last episode I got called out on it for. Yes. Um, uh, Growing up a lot, like our brother just told me I was annoying. Like he just did. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm sure I was annoying to him. Um, there was a conversation with another critical figure in my life who just told me like, no one's ever going to like me and I'm not fun to be around. And so I think I was very insecure in like friendships and making new friends because I, at some point, like there was a point in my core that was like, maybe I am annoying. Like maybe I am too much. So I did not like to approach things because I felt almost burdensome or as if it would like, I would be the one trying to force a friendship and like they didn't want me around so I in college was still insecure in that and so I was definitely not the one approaching these I'm I'm grateful the people that I made friends with were more of the outgoing ones to approach me but I think the years of people approaching me and those friendships sticking helped that insecurity go away too because now I'm like if you think I'm annoying I'm just not for you and that's fine but I had to learn that like at that phase in my life, I was just not for my brother and he was not for me. Like we needed space and we didn't have it. Right. But like now I'm just like, well, if you think I'm annoying, like that's totally okay. I might, you might bother me in some ways too. Like that's totally fine. Like we need space. We don't have to be like in high school too, for a couple years, I had one friend that like lived up the street from us and we were together 24 seven. And then one day I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is like stuff. Like, it's too much time. Like, I want time to make other friends and to do things like independently. And yeah. that like really hurt her feelings. Like, she needed the friend that was like, 
the one best friend. And I was like, I actually think like I could have five best friends and like it would be cool. And that was not cool with her. So like I, I, I took those insecurities into college, but I also just like did not want to be glued to one person ever because I mm-hmm. think that that is how you become annoying sometimes or how I get annoyed with somebody like really quickly. So um, yeah, that's, I think other people approached me, but I think if you're looking to make friends, don't be afraid to approach somebody because just because they're not approaching you, it could be because they're insecure they might want to be your friend too. Like you have, you have no idea what they're thinking. And if they don't take it openly, then you're just like, move on. Like you're probably not spending that much effort, hopefully. And don't let it hurt your ego because, or like make you feel insecure because that person should not have like that much weight if they were not even your friend or like barely an acquaintance type Mm -hmm. of thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Solid point. And I, it's so interesting that you brought up the point of like Christopher telling you that you're annoying and this like other figure in your life, like, the episode that we just had of like the way you talk to yourself and even when you have other people being like you Mm -hmm. are annoying like you almost start to believe it and that's why like those affirmations like we're talking about like you need to build up your own self-confidence enough that when someone comes at you with that it's not going to affect you but at the time like you were in high school that all those years are just like figuring out who you are so it's not surprising that it did like affect you in that way yeah no, and I mean, now I'm just like, whatever, if you think I'm annoying, I'm just, I'm not for you. That's totally fine. Yeah. But, and now I think it's like a joke that I'm annoying in our family, but it's okay. It's fine. But what, it, what about like, like flip the tables on you? I mean, you have, you said like, there's people from your college and your sorority that like you're not friends with anymore or are mm-hmm. rekindling friendships with. Uh, how's that, you know, played out for you and maybe why? Yeah, so... I know I've explained this before, but, like, in high school, I was very much so, like, I had one best friend. Like, I didn't have the mindset of, like, oh, I wanted, like, five best friends, and it's cool. Like, I was like, no, I've got one. I've got my boyfriend, and I was, like, good, and that was it. So when I went to college, I didn't know anyone. So Mm -hmm. I originally wasn't going to swim, but I decided to swim just so that I would have friends, essentially. Like, it was a way to meet people right out of the gate. And I made some friends that way freshman year. But freshman year, we all joined, not all of us, but a good majority of us joined Greek life. So sororities and fraternities. And when we went into different organizations, my roommate and I specifically, we just like stopped talking. No idea what happened, but the sororities are like kind of rivals. It's just like stupid drama, you know, like absolute stupid drama. So my friend group that I made freshman year ended up fizzling because like she was my best friend freshman year but then we went into different sororities and it's just like we ended up splitting and then the sorority years I already talked about the drama that happened within the sorority I I think I made friends in my sorority that weren't really there for me there were several instances where I needed someone to show up and I'm the type of person where I will drop the whole entire world for you I will always show up for you but I had several different cases where people just like didn't show up for me when Mm -hmm. I needed them. Like I shared this example on my Instagram stories where I had sprained my ankle, went to the bar that night, shouldn't have gone, had to walk home by myself. And it was like a mile walk and no one would walk back with me. And this was at the time where like, I mean, Ubers were popular, but like you just didn't Uber. Like it was like a walking city, whatever. But yeah, I, I remember I was like walking home crying and I would I think I text you or I left you a voicemail or something and I was like hey this is what's going on like I'll be fine I just need to let someone know that like I'm walking home alone 
stumbling. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not good. And I think I've just had so many friendships where these friends have let me down. So, like, I've never made that core group of friends that have stuck with me for such a long time. Like, your group of friends that you made freshman year, that's so cool that you guys have been together for so long. But it's just, like, such a great group of girls. Like, your... um, what is it called? I was going to say bridal shower. Bachelorette party was a freaking mm-hmm. fun time. Like, I don't even know how big that group of girls had been. Like, then there was me, an outsider, but I was like Patricia's sister. And then there was like your high school friend, another high school friend, um, another person from your major. But like, it was just like the most inviting, fun group of girls of my life. And I've, I've never had that like big community of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so a couple things there I want to like dive into. I think both of us had a point in college where we were like friends with people maybe out of convenience like whether it was like swimming or a sorority or whatever it was like friends out of convenience and that's totally fine I think sometimes that's like work friends too for people it's like you have like your work friends that like they know about your life but do they know the deep things going on in your life no do you necessarily like hang out with them outside of work no but do you go to lunch with them four times a week sure because (laughs) you're in the same place right and that's totally fine I've had that happen too where I've made friends at a job I have and I quit that job and it was like wow we no longer have anything in common anymore Mm -hmm. right like that's okay but then too you have mentioned too like you have the mindset of like I can do things myself I don't need anybody else's help because in those situations no one has shown up for you so that is like conditional behavior that like now you're not even going to ask because you just don't feel like that's going to be reciprocated. And so Mm -hmm. why bother? But you're not going to have the ability to make a new best friend or like core people in your life if you don't give people that opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. So you're in a double-edged sword, like Uh lose-lose situation (laughs) here. But if you're going through a phase of like building new friends, you have to recognize that you have that barrier. And when people show you who you are and they don't show up, don't keep giving them a chance. It's like move on, like find a new friend. But yeah, you got to believe people when they show you who they are, which is something that I am just like not great at because I always try to see the good in everyone. So I'm like, ah, there's got to be like good intent somewhere in here, but believe someone when they show you who they are. So yeah, I'm at the phase of my life right now when I went through like my separation with my ex, like I just didn't have a lot of friends. Like, I really mm-hmm. didn't. Like, when I was planning my wedding, like, I knew I only wanted one person standing up there because otherwise it was going to be people that were, like, distant friends but not, like, my close friends that I want, like, supporting me standing by my side at the altar type thing. Mm-hmm. So now I'm at the point where I'm, like, rebuilding and I've met a good group of people here in Birmingham. And it's just – it's so different when – like, I had my birthday here – this group of friends, like I, now I have a couple of their phone numbers, but at the time I only had Cameron's phone number and a group of like seven of us showed up and I was like, you guys don't even have my phone number and you're showing up for my birthday to celebrate. Like, it's just, it's so incredibly different from what I've had in the past, but I think you're so right. I sought out friendships out of convenience instead of like, oh, this is actually a good person to have in my life. Mm-hmm. So how do you like make friends so like you've met Cameron but like how are you at making new friends since you you moved to Birmingham Alabama with knowing nobody but your ex you separated from your ex pretty quickly there like how have you met different people in your life 
I think, oh, this is like one of those situations where it's like almost a double-edged sword as well, you know, where it's like, (laughs) I don't have a normal, what I'm going to call nine to five, go into the office type of job, which is a way that like you meet and just like interact with people. You have that human connection. You can talk to people, you can go out to lunch, whatever. I don't have that. So since I've been doing this for so incredibly long, I've just gotten used to like meeting people on Instagram, finding other creatives in the area, asking them out to lunch. We go out to lunch. Um, And then like also just like joining a gym, going to coffee shops, going like I hang out with my neighbors and stuff like going on walks and just like meeting people. Being someone that works from home, like you have to find those outlets to actually interact with people because otherwise like it's, it's just me and fancy here. And yes, I do mm-hmm. talk out loud to Fancy, but it's not the same thing. <laughs> so you just have yeah. to like put yourself out there. And Cameron, I really got lucky. She started out as a subscriber, which is like really crazy for me to think of now because we're just like such good friends. But she DM'd me like five times on Instagram. I missed the first like four, finally saw one. And we hooked up for dinner and we ended up closing down the restaurant. Like we were there for, I think like two and a half, three hours just talking. Mm-hmm. And it really, it takes vulnerability to make adult friends, I think. Because as a kid, it's really easy, or I think it's easier to make friends. Because I think you're just like a little bit more outgoing as a kid. You don't have as many reserves. You're not, you don't have the traumas that I have of like, oh, everyone lets me down. You know, like as a kid, you're just like, you go out and you make friends in your school. And that's like the same thing with working uh, like in office job. But you just have to be vulnerable and open. And one of the greatest ways to start a conversation is just ask the other person about themselves. It's an easy way to start a conversation. And it doesn't have to be anything super deep. You can start with a basic of like, what do you do for a living? Or what do you like to do in your free time? Oh, do you like going hiking? I like going hiking. You want to go on a hike? Like, and it just starts mm-hmm. small and then it builds, it builds into something more. Yeah. I think too, like when you find somebody you want to be friends with and even if you just have like small incremental conversations with them your first conversation might not be shutting down a restaurant for three hours like if you have small incremental conversations with them like remember what they told you so the next time you see Mm -hmm. them you can follow up with that like that is huge and it's going to show you're putting in the effort because i think at this point in our lives like a friendship is a relationship you have to put in the effort both ways otherwise it will fizzle and fade whether you live down the street from them or you live across the country from them it's just it takes time and everybody is so busy whether you're a mom or you're a business owner you're a dog mom like whatever you are like everyone has their life going on Mm -hmm. and you're so busy so um yeah I but see you're like join a gym when I go to the gym well I don't go to the gym anymore I have a Peloton but when I would go to the gym like I don't want anybody talking to me like that is just like decompression time for me so some people like if you approach them it just might not be their space that they want to be approached yeah totally fine yeah don't like I said just like let it roll off your back you're good um but I think too I asked you about like building friends and I know you've got I almost want to say like diversity and age of your friends yes, and different careers too. So you've met people on Instagram who also have like a similar creative job. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was like hesitating to call that a job. <laughs> it's a job. It Patricia. is a job, God. but I almost wanted to be like business owner or like income streams, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All, Not all to insult above. anybody in that space. You're good. Um, but I do think for me, I really love having diverse 
perspectives. Like we don't need yes people all the time in our lives. So my core group of college friends, I don't think any of them have the same career I have. One of their older sisters does. So like it's easy for us to like, you know, catch up when I see her. But I think that helps too then when like, you know, I had my bachelorette party. It was like, well, we're not all just accounting majors who do the same thing. It's like, well, two of you were nurses and somebody else coming in was a nurse. So like there was different things for different people to like relate on. And like some of them were moms and some weren't. And so we always have had that diverse perspective. So it's been very open. It's not just like, here's this very similar, we're all blonde hair, we're all blue eyed, we all majored in accounting and we all swam. Like, you know what I mean? It makes it feel hopefully more welcoming because it is true. Like studies have been done that you gravitate more towards people that look like you. I worked at a summer camp once and they had like a week before the kids came there, all the counselors, like it was like a sleepaway summer camp. All the counselors were there and they were doing all of this training and just team bonding so that like we were set by the time, you know, you threw 500 kids into the mix. And so they set everybody in a circle. Now everybody move away from the circle. And it was so interesting. They were like, look around, like you were standing around people that looked like you. And you didn't even think about it, but it was like, yeah, I'm standing with more people with like blonde hair or females or that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. And it's just like, you naturally gravitate that way. And I do think as you're making friends, intentionally try to find people that are different from you because they will bring such a valuable perspective into your life in different seasons too. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Going back to, uh, you said I've got a very diverse age group of friends I honestly enjoy hanging out with what I'm going to call an older crowd just because it's older than me so it's like my neighbors are upper 50s 60s okay Mm -hmm. I love them so much like we have so much fun together we've got a dinner club where once a month we go out to dinner we play rummy cube and we just have good conversations And I think that there was a phase in my life where the conversations I was having with people were very gossipy. And like, just like going back to college, like it was just like gossipy. It wasn't like forward moving. And I just felt drained and ugh at the end of the conversation compared to like, wow, I just had a really fun time. And I used to consider myself like so much of an introvert because every time I would go out, I just felt so incredibly drained. And it wasn't until I became single and I really started rebuilding a friend group that I was like, wait a second, I could go out every night of the week and I could feel totally alive and happy because I'm surrounding myself with the best people that like lift me up, that I have a good time, that we're not like gossiping and just like talking about like small things that don't matter. Like we talk about like ideas and like future and it's just like if you don't have a good group of friends around you right now just know like at any point you can change your community like I totally changed my community at the age of 27 I still have a few people like obviously Patricia has made it has made it through the test of time but I've got (laughs) one friend from high school we're not like super super close but we still stay in touch I've got one friend from college and otherwise it's really a lot of new friends and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that I've actually had a conversation with one of my friends because she hasn't kept friends for so long, she felt like maybe there was something wrong with her and that she can't keep Mm. friends. When in reality, like that's not it at all. Like you're just finding the right people for you. And that's how I feel is like over time, I've had those friends for a season, like you mentioned, 
but those friends weren't meant to last the test of time because as I've grown and as I've changed and as I've created this business and this life for myself, I'm on a totally different path than I was on like when I was in high school. So it's not surprising for me that I didn't necessarily keep those friends. Yeah, so you said it's not surprising you didn't keep those friends. Was it a conscious uncoupling or just like a gradual like fade distancing? A mix of both. There were some, so this is actually like a really good evaluation if you're doing on your friends right now. If you're like, hmm, maybe I don't have the greatest inner circle. And we'll get to like the dartboard here in a second because that's like so important. But I was at a point where I was just starting my personal development journey. I was reading You Are a Badass and like all these books that were helping me to really understand how I could actually move my life forward. And in there, it says like you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. So do an evaluation of the five people you surround yourself with. Are they gossipy? Are they negative? Are they just content in life and not striving for more when you are trying to strive for more? Do they still live in their hometown? Like, you know, like all those things that to me, I had big dreams and ambitions, creating a business, moving away, all this stuff. And I wanted a positive mindset. So when I was evaluating my group of friends, even family members, I took a look at like, okay, every time I talk to you, when I'm on the phone with you, is it gossipy? Is it negative? Are you not necessarily headed in the direction that I'm headed? Because I don't really believe that like you can change anyone and like you shouldn't change anyone. If someone wants to join you on that journey, that's great. But otherwise, I was at a point where I was like, okay, these people aren't helping me to go the direction that I want to go. So I just need to distance myself. And it didn't mean that I just like cut them off and I wasn't friends with them anymore. It was just like, okay, well, I'm not going to talk to you every day. Maybe I'll reach out to you like once a week saying, hey, how you doing? But it's not going to be as close of a relationship as it was before. And then I ended up having one relationship that just like totally ended up fizzling out. We ended up reconnecting here recently. And it just like showed to me exactly why it fizzled out and it was just like a good reminder for me that like, no, I made the right choice in removing that person from my life. Yeah. I saw a quote this morning and I'm just going to like read it back to you because I think it's so important. So many people from your past know a version of you that doesn't exist anymore. Growth is beautiful. Yes. Yes. Right? So it's so true. Like you, it's okay to have people in your past that that's who you were and you're going to grow and they might be growing in a different direction. They might not be growing at all. But having that evaluation is important. And you mentioned like the five closest people in your life. You should not be the smartest person in the room. You're in the wrong Mm -hmm. room then. You should not be the one person trying to go buy investment properties or like the one, like you shouldn't be the one person trying to move forward because then you will never move forward if you're surrounded by people who are stuck. And you have, that's really hard sometimes to recognize. And you mentioned too, like you had to do this with, family and and friends and it's hard to recognize sometimes you know you're the closest person to you might be your sibling right luckily Catherine and I have stood the test of time here right but and we've gone through phases in our life too but that closest person to you might be your sibling but are you just so close because you're siblings and the only thing you have in common is really mm-hmm. something surface level and you're not digging deeper and talking about more can you not share happy things that are happening to you because they're not happening to them that's not a good friend that if if someone is in your life just because they're blood but they're not happy for you they're not helping you push forward they're not your cheerleader and sometimes they might have to tell you hey you're screwing up like they don't have to always be yes people but if they're not there in your life they're just there because they're blood and that doesn't that that shouldn't be a top five like if Mm -hmm. we're going through myspace friends here they don't 
get them off the board, you know? (laughs) Yeah, like get them out of your top eight. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also important to note that like friends have different purposes. So not Mm -hmm. all of your friends need to be this forward moving, positive people, like unless you're really, really trying to cultivate that positive mindset. Like I can say now I have got no friends in my life that are gossipy. Like it's just not something that I'm interested in. But you can have friends for different reasons. So it's like, okay, I need advice for career stuff. You can have someone for that. Maybe you just want to have a fun night on the town and you just need someone to party with. You can have a party friend for that. And maybe that's not your person that you're going to go to with your deepest, darkest secrets or your life advice or, hey, I want to start this business, whatever. That's fine to still have that community. But when you're thinking of, we're going to move to the dartboard here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do you want to explain what the dartboard is? How this got yeah, started? I was I was like ready to dive into the dartboard. Let's too, go. So Let's I'm go. Glad. Okay. So the dartboard is... If you think about your life and the people surrounded you, Catherine and I put them, we, we ask each other on the dartboard. There's not physically a dartboard in our homes where we move pegs and like, you know, this you're is your out place. here, you've been shifted, <laughs> right? No, it doesn't happen. But the dartboard, you are in the center. You are bullseye. That is you. That is your thoughts, opinions, your life. Mm-hmm. You are 100% in charge. You get the highest score. Yes. Second layer is typically, I would say no more than like three people. Mm-hmm. in the second layer right it could be your spouse your best friend your sibling slash best like whoever that is it's the person closest to you you go to them for guidance counsel you respect their opinion and it should be a very respectful person back it might not be and you need to shift them in your dartboard but we'll get there and then it goes out layers and layers and layers beyond them i typically say like my third layer kind of almost get separated into different categories too. Like my third layer, I have people that are there for like emotional support, different like mentors and support for work that are like a little more in my inner circle. I might talk to them about like my career progress and like where I think things are going and I really value their opinion. And there might be people like from a financial perspective that don't get like, they don't come into my life emotionally, but I like to value their opinion financially or that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. So for me, that second layer gets all of those categories, right? That third layer, it starts to maybe carpmentalize a little bit and then it goes on and on. And then there's people who just don't go on your dartboard at all. What's that post you had on social media the other day that you mentioned? Oh yeah, it's like who gets access to you or like whose opinion matters or I don't even remember what it was, but it's basically like you, your inner circle, your friends and family, all these things like building it out and then like way out there is like strangers on the internet. <laughs> I just like, like they're not so much. They're not on your dartboard. Strangers on the no. internet are not on your dartboard. And there could be like your parent could not be on your dartboard. If you feel mm-hmm. like your parent is not supportive, they might not be on your dartboard at all. If your spouse is not supportive and they're not on your dartboard, maybe you got to reevaluate yeah. that relationship. <laughs> but there are people that it's, it's okay to have in your life and to be friends or acquaintances with that don't go on this hypothetical dartboard. Yeah. Feel free to build a dartboard. If you do, tag us. We'd love to see it. But we think hypothetically when we talk about this dartboard in our lives. So that's the definition of it from our perspective. Yeah, and it doesn't mean, so Patricia brought up, like, your parents don't have to be on your dartboard. This doesn't mean that you're, like, your parents not in your life. It's just, like, the people that you go to. It's it's your innermost circle that can affect, impact, and just, like, have influence on your life in hopefully a really good way. And let's say, okay, you've got this parent that's, like, very negative, and every time you tell them something, they're just, like, not happy for you, not excited for you, like, woe is me. I, 
I don't know what the situation is. Mm-hmm. But you want someone on your dartboard that is going to be happy for you no matter what. That you can go to crying and they're going to be there to support you and not just thinking, oh, Dad's dad is calling me right now. That's very comical. Dad, I'm not talking about you, okay? He's just calling about the house. (laughs) Uh, We're at a point in our lives where I feel like we can be friends with our parents, right? Yeah. There are points in our lives where our parents needed to be our parents. And so if I thought about our parents 10 years ago and where they are on my dartboard, it's different now. And so as a parent, as a daughter, like, I think about that too. Like, there are things, like, my mom doesn't need to hear about my life, even still you know like it's just okay that (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking about that right like yeah sorry don't listen to the last episode mom and dad but like it's okay for that and i think that Mm -hmm. it's comfortable too. like recognize like your parents might be sure some people like parents are going to be second layer closest person to them but there might be some things that like you're insecure about and it it might be about you in bed. I don't know. And that's not, uh, you might go to your parent for it. You might. I'm, I'm happy for you if that's the type of relationship you had. Mom and dad, I'm not coming to you if I have a question about sex. I'm just not. So th- that's my life. And it's okay. Like, yes. I, I hope mom and dad are not at home wide awake at night. Like, gosh, I wish Patricia would come ask me about sex. Like, I hope to goodness that has never kept them up at night. Because I'm just, that's just not where they are. That's not the type. I will go to someone else. I'm just dying at the thought of either of them thinking about it. Like, no, Why do we? That wouldn't happen. But it's all, it's different. And the reason we're bringing this up is because, like, obviously every fam- family dynamic is so different. Like, you could be absolute best friends with your mom and she is that second ring and that's totally fine. Or you may realize, like, hey, I got to keep my mom in my life, obviously. Love her to death. She's blood. Like, still love her. But she's just not in the one of the inner circles on my dartboard. And if we're just, like, thinking through our dartboards here, Patricia said, like, we're at the center. We're at the core. So when you think about your own character, your life decisions, like, what is going to make you happy at the end of the day? All that really matters is technically the center of the dartboard. Like, that's it. Mm -hmm. If you make a decision because of someone else's opinion, whatever, and at the end of the day, you know it's going to be unsettling for you. You're not going to be able to sleep at night. Like, that's not good at all. So you always need to focus on that center of your dartboard. And then that first layer out, Patricia said she's got people in there that she can go to for basically anything. Like, beyond that, then there's, like, those categories you mentioned. But, like, that second layer out is, like, Patricia and I and Mm -hmm. and Chris on Patricia's, obviously. It's, like, her spouse. (laughs) me and I'm sure you've got like other friends or whatever that fits in that but it's like that's like your closest confidant that you can know you can go to with good news they're going to cheer you on they're going to be so excited they're going to support you they're going to ask the right questions they're going to help you to make the very best decision for your life Mm -hmm. and if you're looking at your life right now and you're like wow I don't have that person in it go out and seek it Like we're saying, like you can make friends at any stage in your life. You don't have to just be a kid to make new friends. You can make new friends at the age of 55. It doesn't really matter. It's just like really evaluate who is on your dartboard, who your inner circle is, because those people are going to dramatically affect your life and you are the five closest people you surround yourself with. So if they're not good people, if they're not going in the direction you want to go, it's okay to reevaluate. Yeah, and I think on the flip side, right, if you have the privilege of being the Patricia to Catherine, right, you're that person who is closest to them, 
don't ever like take that for granted either Mm -hmm. like there are times where I go to Catherine about work stuff like she has no idea I'm not diminishing Catherine's intelligence like we're in different (laughs) fields right like she just doesn't know like how things really work but like she will 100% like bring her perspective and be my cheerleader and be like no screw that like or you know "Mm, that kind of makes sense or you should go for this like Mm-hmm. She will be that person in that sounding board. That's why that, like, group isn't compartmentalized. But when Catherine comes to me, there's times, too, where before I get, like, she might be really looking for just my thoughts. But before I give my thoughts, I'm like, well, what? Like, this lake house. I don't own a lake house. I'm not in a position where I'm buying another home, nor do I want to move. And this came out of left field a little bit, right? Like, we've talked about investment properties together. We knew you wanted to. Like, yeah. we ended up FaceTiming at, like, 11.30, midnight. It was late, yeah. It was really, really late. It was pitch black because I'm, like, feeding the babe, and that's the only reason I saw your text so late. And you said, like, well, what what should I do? Is this crazy? And my first response was not, like, here's what I think. It was, like, well, where do you see yourself in five years? Do you still see yourself in Birmingham? Do you see yourself living on a lake house? So just do it now. Stop waiting for that phase of your life to happen. Like what, what are you looking for long-term out of this? Because a home is a great investment. It's going to appreciate 99 times out of a hundred. Like there's those rare situations. It doesn't, but like this is not like you saying, I think I'm going to buy a Maserati tomorrow because it would look good in an Instagram photo. Then I would be like, Catherine, you're dumb. But like you remodeling this house and building your dream home, like it goes with your core values. It goes with mm-hmm. everything. And so before I even gave my opinion of like, I mean, this is a lot right now. Or like, I think, yes, you should do it because there was a lot of money being put into this decision too. And it's not yeah. my money going into it. Like, where's your head at like don't be afraid to like flip the question on somebody um to see where their head's at before you just give your opinion and still give your honest opinion because that's what Mm -hmm. they're there for but you kind of know what direction they truly want that advice in instead of you just being like oh here's the cold quick facts like let me dump in and tell you all of the 75 things i think you should or shouldn't do yeah that and it's always an opinion. Remember that. If somebody is coming to you like, here's exactly how you live your life, it's, you don't need those people. You need people who are just going to be like, here's how I did it and I wish maybe I did it differently or here's what was successful for me. It's not a you have to do it this way. Like, there's no other way to do it. Like, have to do it that way. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny you bring that up because, Dad, I'm going to put you on blast here. He is the type of person, man, where you have to do this this is what you do and this is what you do and like mm-hmm. when you buy your next property have your first property paid off and like all this stuff and like it's so funny because every time I'm with him we have these conversations and it's just because like he's obviously lived a lot of life and he's just trying to pass down that knowledge but I'm at the point now where I can laugh at him when he does that because I take it as advice not like this is absolutely what you need to do because I, I most of the time I'm gonna go against it I'm so sorry dad but like it all depends on the person and their intent with like, this is what you have to do. You know, like our dad is just Mm -hmm. trying to be a mentor. Like he's just trying to be a dad of like, I've lived my life. I've learned my lessons. I've owned a lot of property. Here's what you should do financially. This is going to work out the best, but it doesn't mean you have to take it absolutely word for word. Like at the end of the day, you're at the center of your dartboard. You are the bullseye right in the middle. So like if something doesn't sit right for you, don't do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. it's your life. You get to totally control it. Yeah. Well, and if you're you're in that second layer, too, I think 
Chris dabbles like he puts a toe in your second layer every once in a while because of his convenience of just where he is. Like, he's, like, next to me when you call sometimes. No, and if you said, please step out of the room. Because <laughs> Shh. Chris, you are there willingly. Your toe is in willingly. Just your big toe, though. Well, not the pinky, the big one. But... The big one, yeah. But Chris is good at better than I am at giving you tough love sometimes too Mm -hmm. of being more like brutally honest with you which at some points you need so that's don't be afraid to do that too but the other thing about dad that I do love even though he tells you you have to do it this way and there is only one he will not give you advice on something he has not gone through himself yeah and so that's something we talked about yesterday in the recording no one will hear but like you don't take advice on you know, buying your first home from somebody who's maybe lived for 50 years and never bought a home. Yeah, don't take advice from someone that doesn't have what you want. I love that quote. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just nonsense. Yeah. Yep. No, I have this, um, this like funny example. It was like a group of us hanging out and a divorced woman, okay, was giving advice to a girl my age saying, treat men mean and make them like it and that's how you like that's how you have a relationship and I looked at her and I was like excuse me are you single like no shade to you being single but honestly like you are not in a place to give advice plus that's terrible relationship advice absolutely awful treat someone mean and make them like it that's not a healthy relationship at all but like in my head I was like don't take advice from someone that doesn't have what you want like if you want a healthy happy marriage like do not take that advice like I'm so sorry I just I I was like awestruck when I heard that I was like excuse excuse you no because then you're just gonna attract mean people exactly even if it's like your sense of humor like you can be sarcastic and have that type of sense of humor but like if you're genuinely surrounding yourself with somebody you just like treat mean and you make them like it like that mm. Uh uh-huh did you actually call that person out and be like excuse you or you just like how did they take it? On the spot. Um, th- they were fine with it. Because, like, I wasn't at all being, like, oh, you don't have, like, you're single. That's yeah. less than being in a relationship. It was just, like, how? I don't think you're at a point to give this person relationship advice. And we were obviously both single. And I was, like, there's nothing wrong with being single. Like, we had a full conversation. She was, like, I'm single by choice. And I was, like, yeah, me too at this point. Like, A-okay. But I just don't think that was a good piece of advice to give someone that's looking to find like a partner later and like I was like I just don't yeah, I don't know so you didn't sit there and be like yeah how's that working out for you you approached it a little more respectfully than that a little yeah a little <laughs> it started out with wait I'm sorry aren't you single um and then it led into like a further conversation okay I was just I don't know I, I was just all struck because I think okay so if I want to build this crazy business Mm-hmm. Trisha, you don't have a business, but I'm still going to go to you for advice because you're still an incredibly successful woman. You have a life that like I look up to, I admire, and I just like admire you as a person. But there's some other people where if I asked them a question about like building my business, they would have no idea. And if they're trying to give me advice from a place of, oh, I have no idea, that's not really going to help me. Compared to like this all started because dad gives advice on like things that he knows of like buying properties and whatever else like he's coming from a a place of knowledge and experience compared to well I think hypothetically if I was like it would be like me giving you advice as a parent like I think you should really try this it's like 
I don't, I don't know anything. Like, why, why would I be giving advice to you? You know how to hold their head up, though. I do. Yep, I learned that. Yep. <laughs> but I think, too, you gave that example of, like, in a situation where you're like, but aren't you single? Like, you should be in a place and surrounded by people that you're um, comfortable speaking your mind to. If you mm-hmm. find yourself constantly in a room where you're like, I don't agree with that, but, like, I don't. You don't have to speak up all the time. I'm not saying, like, be super defensive or, like, you know, contrarian to everything being said. But if you don't feel comfortable speaking your mind in the groups that are probably your second and third layer circle, honestly, anybody in your dartboard, if you can't speak your mind with them and have respectable conversations, like, not on the dartboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So today, how was your dartboard looking? Do you feel like your dartboard's strong? Are you looking for new people to fill in some spaces, some people you got to boot out? I feel like my dartboard is really strong today. Um, A dartboard to me is like you're always throwing darts at it. You're always going to have new friends coming in or out. Mm -hmm. There's going to be core friends that stay for life. For me, you might not have that not you specifically, but anybody might not have that. But um, I think Chris and I had the discussion when we set our goals in 2020 that we were going to do a whole year of like dartboard evaluation. Like, and this was before the pandemic hit. Like this was January. It was like, we had a lot of weddings coming up, which meant bachelorette parties and bridal showers and just like family vacations that wanted to happen. And we were like, look, we are in a place where we are about to like break through financially. We're still living in DC, a very expensive city. And it's like, we have to decide we're going to put our money, our time and our energy into things, people and places that make us happy. Yeah. And it was really tough because there were some things like we said no to and people were upset about. And it was like, look, I, I have this decision I've got to make and I can only do so much. I can only be stretched so thin. And we were paying for a wedding ourselves that year too. So it was just like, that was an easy out. I'm like, hey, sorry, I'm paying for my wedding. Like, can't pay for that too. But it helped us really evaluate and keep build like that muscle of like doing what made us happy instead of what made other people happy. Mm-hmm. And spending time with people that made us happy and build our cups up instead of spending time to make other people happy I think that was tough but it's it's helped us constantly say to each other like does this truly matter is this what we want to spend our time our money and our energy on and it helps us identify too when we come out of a situation mentally drained and it's like actually I don't want to put myself in that situation again because Mm -hmm. it's happened once or twice and now I know when I'm with that person or I do that thing or I go that place I don't feel good. And it takes me two weeks to detox from it. And that's a lot of your life. Like, it might be like, oh, two weeks is not. No, two weeks is a valuable impact on your life. And now for me as a parent, if it changes my mood for two weeks, who am I as a parent for two weeks? Mm -hmm. And I don't want that. I want to show up as the best version of myself. So I want to surround myself with people that make me the best version of myself. So today I feel really good about my dartboard. And I think I've spend the time hopefully building the muscle where I'm constantly maybe moving or shifting darts if needed or recognizing that a dart doesn't even get to hit the board like it's thrown far left or far right (laughs) and that's okay and 
yeah, so I, I feel good about my dartboard today, but it wasn't without some hard decisions. And just like sometimes you might feel like you're letting people down. But if you kind of like, like we, I asked you about like a conscious uncoupling versus like fading people out in your mm-hmm. life. Sometimes like when you fade people out, they don't even notice because you were the person giving all of the energy and it was draining you to do that. And it was like, well, they didn't care. Yeah. And that's fine. That, that like you just, you decided to move on and it's mm-hmm. totally okay. How about yeah. you? I'm going to turn the tables. Hold on. I want to like respond to what oh. you just said there. Yeah. If you notice you're always reaching out to people, just try for a little bit. Just like don't reach out just to see who's going to respond. Because that's something that I noticed is I usually don't reach out to people first. I, I'm similarly to you, Patricia, which I don't know where mine comes from, but like I always feel like I'm a burden to people. So I'll never reach out first being like, hey, are you free for this? Whatever. But with my neighbors, like they used to invite me to a workout class like once a week being like, hey, we're going to this workout class. Do you want to come? And I noticed, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, I don't invite them to anything. I was like, this is so bad and I want to maintain this friendship. Like it's a two-way street, so, like, you got to put in that. So if you're on, like, my side of things where you feel like you're a burden, reach out to people, invite them to things. Um, or if you're on the other spectrum of, like, you're always the one reaching out, like, maybe stop responding or stop reaching out and see what happens. If it's someone you really, really want to keep in your life, like, obviously keep the communication going. But if it's someone that you're thinking, and eh, maybe they're not, like, so good in my life anymore, you can just kind of fizzle them it doesn't have to be like super harsh and aggressive and like this is why I'm breaking off the friendship like it doesn't have to be like that at all and maybe you guys can still be acquaintances and get like dinner once a year or something like it just means that they're not as close in your inner circle but back to your question of how's my dartboard going I think I'm at a phase like I said of like rebuilding so I feel like my Mm -hmm. dartboard today is good but I think it's small Like I would like more of a community where if I had something career-wise that I could specifically go to this person or if I wanted to take a trip, I could specifically go to this person. We could take a trip together. You know, like I would like to expand my dartboard a little bit more than what I have it right now, but that's what I've been working on. That was one of my goals last year that you actually encouraged me to set was to build a community. And I ended up meeting so many people last year and I just like want to continue to meet more people but also create friendships out of meeting those people, like not just acquaintances that I'm just like, hey, hi, I know your name, but like actually want to like mm-hmm. go out to dinner with these people and hang out with them and do things. and Yeah, and so that takes you like reaching out. But here's the mm-hmm. thing too. You're about to go through a season of your life where your home is going to consume most oh of your gosh. life, right? So I like, you were going through like, you know, if somebody's not reaching out to you, like also recognize people go through different seasons, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm texting Catherine first more times in the next three months, I'm not going to take it personally. I'm going to recognize she's building a house and I'm not going to be jealous of it. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, she doesn't have time for me anymore, right? So it's it's being respectful of that too. Yeah. Like if somebody is a new parent or just got a new job or is going back to school or something don't also be a burden on like uh, that is also like me and my like I'm annoying whatever but just like think about where people are in their life too mm-hmm. if you're like we used to be such good friends what happened maybe maybe they're consciously uncoupling from you and you don't know but if, if you're willing to say like what happened have that conversation or recognize okay they're going back to school like they're busy that's yeah of thing. yeah I also think it's good to just like don't make assumptions 
if someone mm-hmm. forgot to text you back like honestly maybe they saw the text I do this all the time I see the text I respond in my head and I never actually type anything out and then I'm like oh my gosh yes. I never responded to you yes. oh shoot but also when I'm in a phase of like a deeper depression and I have people reaching out to me I'm less likely to respond so sometimes it takes that person reaching out to me two three times before I'm actually like oh my gosh like hey sorry I was in the thick of it Um, or even like when I went through the separation with my ex my phone was blowing up from people that I hadn't talked to in years and I appreciated it so much but I was just going through so much stuff that I probably had 17 different people that I just never responded to because I just I couldn't handle it at that point in time and you just like don't know what someone else is going through so continue reaching out if you want to be that person's friend because <laughs> you're just like you you never really know yeah a hundred percent and it's really hard when you go through like a significant tragic event kind of like that because everybody does want to be supportive and there are the best intentions but you can't keep sometimes you just can't keep talking about it like you just yeah. want to talk about something else and sometimes if you financially can do so like be the friend that like sends them some meals or an uber eats gift card Mm -hmm. and just be like hey one last thing you have to think about tonight like that can mean more than just like the phone call like oh my gosh i'm so sorry so yeah try to find different ways to support your friends too than just a phone call if you don't feel like or a text if you don't feel like that's the support they need right now or that's not getting through there's different ways you can be there for them yeah i love that Well, is there anything you want to say on this topic left before we move to gratitude? Um, I don't think so. Any final words of wisdom? Yeah, just no fake friends. Yeah, no fake friends. friends. No drama, no mean girl stuff, man. I had a mean girl situation happen, like, October of last year, and... I was text. I was like so ready to just like leave this thing. I was like, I was furious, and I text Patricia, and at the so at the time. I don't want to like detail the event, but at the time I did two things. One, I text Trisha to complain because I was like, this is outrageous. And I'm just like, I can't believe this is happening. Like I need to get out of here. But then I also text one of my other friends and I was just like, thank you so much for being a good friend. Because in that moment I realized like, wow, <laughs> these are mm-hmm. not my people, but I do have my people. And yeah, just like mean girl crap, man. Don't, don't put up with it. When I think about that, like you vented about that situation and then it was like, move on do not dwell on it it is not about you like Mm -hmm. do not think like everything is inherently that someone is doing is about you just let it out like have that person you can vent to to cry it out whatever you need to and then move on yep and that's exactly what I was like I just need to tell someone I just need to like bitch for a second and I'll be fine (laughs) yeah just like ah um but anyways okay on to something positive Trisha what you grateful for Ooh, I'm obviously grateful for the great night's sleep that I got. So thank you, little babe. Um, But I'm really excited that I've got some friends visiting this weekend and next week. Um, I'm just really looking forward to that. And I'm, I'm grateful they're willing to spend their time and their money to, to come down and visit me and meet the new little one. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. That's awesome. You're almost yeah, done wait. with this season of everyone coming to visit. After this, how many guests do you have? So you've got two coming down and then one coming down or one and then two? What would you say? I've got two coming down this weekend, one coming next week, and then the week, the first weekend of June, um, our brother and sister-in-law are coming. And then, like, that's it for my maternity. Like, my maternity leave goes for, like, another month, but then, like, that's it for, you know, visitors. So Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. But it's been nice, like, as much when I'm, like, home alone too long, I've learned I need to, like, plan things to do yeah. to get out of the house and not just be like, oh, this is how naps and diapers went today. Like, I, it's nice when there's somebody else there because it's like, okay, they're here visiting. Like, let's try to go out for lunch or something. Yeah. And that is more of a production at this point in my life, but, like, it gets me out and about. And I did actually, the little man and I went on a solo shopping trip the other day and like Ooh. we survived. Yeah. Wow. Look at you go. I know. I know. But what are you grateful for? I'm going to repeat mine from yesterday because everyone needs to hear it and then maybe I'll come up with something new. Um, so yesterday, what I said that you guys didn't hear <laughs> is we were creating the reel of us dancing to fight song and Patricia's our social media manager. So she's just like, hey, this is what I need you to do. I do it. Patricia edits it and puts it up. Um, so I randomly get surprises of like what's going up on Instagram because I, I don't know, <laughs> which we'll see what random photo she's gonna surprise me with in the future but watching back the edited version I was like this is just so cool that we get to do something creative together because as kids we used to always do these photo shoots we would dress up we would do makeup like our hair like all this stuff and Mm -hmm. it's just cool that we get to be creative together again I'm just like so incredibly grateful for that otherwise um let's loop it back to the house for a second I'm really grateful that my quotes and stuff are coming in. I've got one person is paid and work is actually starting on Friday, even though like dad technically started work, but things are happening on the house. So I'm very grateful that the ball is rolling there. Yeah. It's good. I mean, we're just living life here. Grateful for it. Heck yes. So that's it for this episode of the podcast. We will see you guys back here on Monday with another one. If you guys want to rate us, give a review, Follow us on Instagram to see Patricia's amazing social media strategy. It's Uncomfortable Pants Podcast on Instagram. And I think that's it. Anything you want to say, Patricia? Yeah, subscribe, like, five stars, follow along, and see you next week. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this. We will, if you follow us on Instagram, we will eventually like put a Dropbox for different ideas too. Mm-hmm. So um, if there's something that's like really heavy on your heart and you want some different perspectives or us to dive into, let us know. Yeah, we could do like a whole episode that's just like advice of like, here's my situation and someone writes in and then it's like, even though we we may not have what you want, so don't take advice from someone that doesn't have what you want, but. Oh, we might say we don't have this, so. Yeah. We can do our best. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you guys back here on Monday. Bye.